Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. This is Peggy Emanisi, broadcasting from New York. My show is called Signs from Our Loved Ones. And I have a, a very special guest tonight. She's a, a light worker from um, Chapel Hill, Texas, where her show comes out of Healing Light. And she also has a page on Facebook. Her name is Terry Van Horn. And her um, page on Facebook is also Healing Light with over 400,000 followers. And we're going to be taking calls later in the show. And um, you can call in to listen or hit the one cue just, you know, if you want to talk to us. And uh, we'll be um, telling her story and how she arrived at her journey uh, where she's at the moment. So I'm going to bring Terry on in one second. First, I'm going to bring on my co-host, Melissa. Okay, hold on, please. Melissa, you there? Hello, Peggy. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. What's new? Okay. We have Terry holding on the line. I'm very excited for her to be on the show. Um, how was your week, by the way? My week was great. It was really fun. The weather's been so beautiful. It's just been really nice to get outside. How's yours been? Yeah. 
It's been good. It's good. You know, today I just want to mention is the eighth anniversary of your aunt and my sister uh, Patty's passing, or transition, I should say. I miss her here, but I know she's watching over us and uh, sending out my love to her and the rest of our family on the other side, which we'll be discussing somewhat tonight. And my big sign with her being that our our sign, our family sign with her is the rainbows, and we've been having one right after the other this week. It's been amazing. <laughs> this is the and most post- rainbows I've seen in one week. And they're simply gorgeous, simply gorgeous. So anyhow, I'm going to yeah. be playing on second, and uh, I want to hear Terry's story and how she arrived at her, her new journey. Okay, hold on Me a second, too. Melissa. Okay. Okay. Terry? Hi, Peggy. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? I am doing great, and thank you so much for letting me join you tonight. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. I'm like a, a kid in a candy store with you on tonight. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> you are so precious to me. I, I uh, accidentally turned – I wouldn't say accidentally, but I was driven to call into your show one night just as a listener, and I was so amazed at the show – and I'm like, my gosh, and I, I know I rambled on and on that night. And <laughs> you were you were precious. <laughs> you were precious. You just let me go with myself and I, I wanted to thank you for that, Terry. But I tonight this is about to you. you. It was wonderful. Well, we we kind of our our journeys are kind of like uh the same. Uh we're trying to bring others, you know, to the light and to healing and not just from the other side but from this side. And uh I'd like you to tell us about your journey thus far and 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 how you arrived to where you're at and what you're doing. So, would you mind telling us about yourself? Okay. Well, um gosh, I was uh born with the abilities to do this. Mm-hmm. And it was um, it was interesting growing up because I was raised in a very conservative Southern Baptist household. Um, so obviously, you know, this wasn't even a phrase that was even uttered around my house. This was mm-hmm. also during a time when, you know, there were like all these talk shows on and it was really funny because you would have all these different people like Kreskin on and people like that who, you know, were had this new, you know, amazing talent called ESP. Right, and, right. And, you know, my mother just, you know, just lived and breathed by these talk shows. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was amazing because, you know, I was like a kid, you know, first and second grade. Yeah. And, you know, I would say, I can do that. And, of course, really? I told him immediately that I was lying, that, you know, I, nobody can do that. It's really a trick, you know. Quit lying. Yeah, You're yeah. telling stories, you know, on and on. I but grew I up in a – my working for the Episcopal Church and my mother, Methodist, so very close yeah. to Baptist. And right. uh, there was things that were taboo, you know. Oh, totally. So I, 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 and you grew up in Texas also? Uh, you're from, uh, your show is based in Chapel Hill, Texas, am I right? Right, and I grew up in Houston. Oh, okay, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, so continue so, on. Oh, okay. Well, um, I did this at school, uh, you mm-hmm. know, at recess or at lunch with my friends, and, you know, they would pick out a crayon or a color or something, and I would tell them what color it was. And, you know, after watching the talk shows, I was like, wow, I wonder how many times I get this right. And I started you know, writing on a piece of paper how often I was right. And I remember right. I was so proud of myself because I would get like 9 out of 10. Wow. And, yeah, and I thought, wow, you know, this is really cool. So, you know, I go home and 
say, gosh, you know, and really proud of this accomplishment, right? And then, you know, it right. just, the praise was just tenfold. You know, it was like, you know, no, you're lying. This is wrong. You know, nobody does this. This is just a trick that they do on TV. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. So, they kind of shame us for our gifts, don't they, at times? Totally. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so, well, by the way, Carrie, I'm sorry. I didn't introduce you to Melissa, my, my niece. Uh, oh. She's my co-host and the editor also of my book, Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. Um, anyhow, Melissa, this is Carrie, and she's excited Hi, as Harry. I am. Well, nice to meet you. Hi, Melissa. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> and I have to say that yeah, I do Ma- have Melissa Peggy's also- book. I haven't read it yet, but I do have it. It's the next oh, one on the list so- here. It's a beautiful book. It's so inspiring. I love it so much. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, to it's, it's just like a layperson. It's you know, it's it's my story from birth and to uh, my life to my. It's an outline basically of my life, and I talk about my history and how my families met and building, uh, helped building the town that I grew up in, Croton and Hudson, New York, which is 30 miles north of New York City, with uh, people like Jackie Gleason from the Honeymooners that lived there, Alan Flung from Cannon Camera, Peter Strauss. We had in a small town of 7,000. We had quite a few uh, celebrities living there. And uh, they were down-home people, you know, but everybody knew them, you know. <laughs> so, but tell us more about this and your uh, your books. I, I actually just um, downloaded your book, 365 Days. Oh, gosh, I had it in front of me. T- tell us about your books and all your books. I want to hear about those. And, oh, okay. And the rest of but continue. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm such a blabbermouth. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good all night. Okay, so basically... <laughs> And, you know, a first or second grader, I pretty much um, walked away from this because, you know, it was a bad thing to do. And obviously Mm -hmm. it wasn't real. I was just making it up because that's what I had been told over and over and over again. So Mm -hmm. I walked away. And, you know, it was like one of those things where I didn't realize it, didn't acknowledge it. But, you know, through the rest of my life, there were just things that I knew. We don't know right. how I knew these things. I just knew stuff. As I got older, yeah, yeah, as I got we older, were... I was not the person you wanted to play Trivia Pursuit with. Oh, oh yeah. You yeah. all the answers. <laughs> I got well, accused we discussed... of cheating at that of... game so many times. And... Right, right. You know, everybody certain knew things I that was we... cheating at that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, but, exactly. You know, these answers would just come out of nowhere. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was just like so strange and so funny. But I did gradually, as I started being older and an adult and away from home, I started kind of going back through the journey again in my 20s and did right. it um, kind of half heartedly. I would say that my mm-hmm. first real hardcore. Um, event, I guess mm-hmm. you would call it, was uh, the fact that my father had cancer and died whenever I was 28. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was a great guy. He was awesome. And, you know, it's definitely one of those that, you know, they take the best ones, and they did. Yep, so, only the good guy young. <laughs> I totally believe yep. that. But Daddy, you know, through his whole journey with cancer and everything else, I was also studying a lot about Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and read, you know, everything that woman ever wrote. And Uh also there was another woman 
who was just really bizarre at the time. Her name was Betty Eady. And Betty mm, was never the heard first. She was the first person to really talk about having a near-death experience. Really? And she wrote a book about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, gosh, I can't even remember the name. I should remember the name of this one, but I don't. I think it's like Into the Light or something like that. But oh my gosh, she, you know what? That's one that I, that might have been one of the ones that I read, the first ones that I've ever read. I'm going to have to go back. Thank God for Google. You know? yeah, that's familiar I, that's what I'm doing right now is looking it up so I can get the right name of it. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, Embraced by the Light. That's embraced it. Embraced by the Light. You know what? Oh, my gosh. You know what? This is so weird that I forgot she was the author. And not mm-hmm. to stop you, that excites me. That is next to Hello from Heaven by Bill and Judy uh, Guggenheim that I read right after my mother died, which will be May 26th. My mother left in 1994. She transitioned. And I ran into a very good friend of mine in a supermarket whose mother also transitioned around the same time. And he says to me, you have to read this book. And we were in like a shop well, and it was on the rack right in front of me. And that was the very first book I ever read. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. Like we talked on your show when I came on as just as a listener, that there's no coincidence in life. I don't believe in that. Uh, I believe that there's just happenstance. Uh, we are meant to be. I was meant to meet you. You to meet me. We're we're meant to meet whoever in our journey, and it brings yeah. us closer to light and to help reason, others. You know everything. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. And I really Tell me about, believe it. Well, that was a book. I stayed up all night. I couldn't put it down. And it's a really, that's phenomenal that you said that. Thank you. That's, that's kind of like a, uh, my mother telling me, okay, I'm around you, girl. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> it's a great so book. But that was something that was, they were beginning to discuss, you know, mm-hmm. right around the time that, you know, he was so sick. And we talked about it. And we talked about, gosh, you know, I wonder if it's really like this. And he was much more open-minded mm-hmm. than my mom. My mom is, you know, the epitome of closed-mindedness. But oh, so my many, dad was, So many. Yeah, daddy was very open-minded. And so, you know, we kind of like talked about it. And it's like, wow, I wonder what it's like. And, you know, just discussion, you know, normal talk. May I ask, so, what year did your dad pass? It was in... Um, Eighty-nine. Oh, okay, okay. So um, this was right before her book was out, but she was she and some other people had started talking about it and start really bringing this to the forefront. Uh huh. So it was you know really part of the discussion that was going on now. So we oh. talked about it. And, you know, like what it would be like and, you know, how neat and wonderful and peaceful it's supposed to be and, it, you know, just fantastic. So right. Daddy uh, was supposed – we had just gotten a diagnosis that – well, he had cancer. It had spread to the brain. He had just mm-hmm. had a checkup, and they said, well, you know, worst-case scenario, six months. Probably right. what is, a, a couple of years. Or? I'm sorry. Where did uh, the cancer, where did the cancer start? Did they ever find out or? Um, actually, it was in the muscle in his thigh, and then it went to really? the lungs and the liver, and then the brain. So uh, he had yeah, like this little cyst on his leg, and he they removed the cyst, and then um, everything just kind of snowballed after that. 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I lost my uh, sister, you know, eight years ago to uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And mm-hmm. I lost my brother, 98, I think it was, to um, pancreatic cancer. So oh. I'm, I'm not familiar with cancer. It's been quite quite prevalent in the family. So it's it's terrible. It's a terrible disease. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. I hate it. But we were told that, yeah. you know, that's kind of where things stood. This was on a Wednesday. Right. I had been resigning from my job, you know, for like three months and telling the guys that I worked with, it's like, guys, really, I need to quit. So on Friday, exactly. you know, I said, okay, guys, you know, this is what we've been told, and I got to quit. I got, you know, I got stuff to do, take care of. Right. Mm-hmm. So I quit on Friday, and he died on Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding? Oh, my gosh. That is so I'm quick. So... Yeah, it was just oh like, whoa, what Didn't happened? Give you time, you know? Yeah, I um, I had an 18-month-old daughter, and I was married. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, yeah, I was in shock, but at the same time, I was kind of relieved. Because right. since it had gone to his brain, and he had not had all of the difficulty and all of mm-hmm. the real problems, you know, and the pain and things that a lot of people have with that. So yeah. that, from that aspect hurt, of it, you know. yeah, I was really kind of grateful and relieved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after the whole, yeah. you know, thing at the hospital and, you know, we go through all that, and then it's like 4 o'clock in the morning, so we're driving home, and I get into bed, and I'm laying mm-hmm. there. I'm not crying. I'm just almost, you know, I'm really kind of like at peace. And then yeah. all of a sudden. I, I with both children, yep. Yeah, and then all of a sudden. I'm laying there, it's pitch back, but there's like almost like this glow up in the corner really? of mm-hmm. my bedroom by the ceiling. Right. And I hear in his voice, it's just like they said it was. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Wow. That was Amazing. just... Thank God I was laying down because I probably would have fallen you down. Fell oh yeah, exactly. You would have been in shock. Yeah, no, you know he's come back a couple of times and been real obvious, but for the most part he's very silent. You know, very quiet. Uh, he was quiet in oh. life, so you know he's very quiet. But that was probably a well, that definitely was a major turning point because yes. yeah. then I knew that um, there was nothing to be afraid of. And that this yeah. is really something that is um, it's, it's not necessarily right? a bad thing, you know? Nope. Life is tougher. I tell everybody I'm more afraid to live than die. I really right. am. You know, it's like I don't want to tell people that it's great because I don't want anybody, like, rushing into it. But No, no, no. I same thing. We're meant to live out our journey. We're meant to – we're here for our life purpose and to bring others closer to that for whatever reason. I don't understand my gifts or my talents or whatever you want to call them, you know, or what I've been through. But I, I tell people the same thing. Don't rush to get there. Do whatever you can to stay as long as you can. As hard as it is, you know, you have to right. continue on your life. So I totally I agree with you on that one. Yeah, so it was like all of a sudden, no longer, you know, no fear, no worries. Because as a kid growing up, you know, Southern Baptist, they just love that whole fire and brimstone thing. And as a kid, a lot of times I was afraid to go to sleep. Just in tell me that. <laughs> no, I had two people, my father working for the Episcopal Church, my grandmother the organist of the Methodist Church. So 
I had to attend, of course, the Episcopal, go with Dad, and I was there through every service, you know, as a mm-hmm. kid. And I didn't particularly, I mean, I, I loved that I had that and, and what have you, and then I went through the teen years of, like, rebel, you know, and then I'm glad that I had the basic recipe of of the um, the religion that I have, and uh, because it's, it's, I've leaned on it for a lot, and it's brought me closer, you know, with all that I've gone through with this journey, you know. And, well, it um, is great know. for, you know, like a foundation. Exactly. I absolutely exactly. agree. But let yeah. me tell you, it was just, I was so afraid of the whole thing that, you know, I was just terrified to go to sleep sometimes as a kid. So Daddy telling mm-hmm. me that was just, that was huge. And thank right, goodness, right. because I had probably short, not too long after that, I had um, four different instances where I could have or should have died and didn't. Really? Wow. So, you know, that part was kind of interesting, but I was never afraid because, mm-hmm. you know, I knew it was all good because, you know, if Daddy tells me it's all good, then it's all good. So, yeah, probably right. weight lifted off of your shoulders because you're like, okay, now I know how it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, come on. But, you know, by the fourth time, I was kind of like, okay, can we just get on with this? Right. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. and it's not like I had, you know, some wild, outrageous life where I was being reined in. I mean, it's, I've always been, mm-hmm. you know, like boring and not very exciting. So, you know, not this wild life. Oh, I don't believe that. <laughs> oh no, my uh, idea of excitement is going out and you know, petting a horse or something. Yeah, I was I was but, the party uh... animal, but I never spoke about this. I I um, once you read my book, you'll understand that. I was very ill. I have multiple sclerosis. Wasn't diagnosed till I was fifty. I'm sixty now, and at nine years old, I was in the hospital for seven months with a form of encephalitis I'd never seen before, which was I know the beginning of the MS. But mm. when I went into the uh, I ended up, I had chicken pox and the mumps at the same time. Jeez. Went into a high fever, went into a coma, came out different. Came out a nurture. I was ta- at that point taking care of all the kids on the ward in the hospital. Um, I felt things. I felt I felt things, and I was afraid. I thought I was crazy. You know, I was afraid to tell anybody about it. And over the years, I, I kind of gave hints to my friends that I had a gift. Um, but I never really used it until recently. I mean, really recently. And then when my two children passed, and I've lost so many, they were coming to me in so many ways and other people. That's when I started. I, I knew I had to uh, write these books and, and tell my story. And uh, I'm not afraid. And my daughter's, my daughter's logo, uh, she was 28 when she passed, Mother's Day, May 12, 2002, was always no fear. She had it on all her cars and whatever. And <laughs> I kind of felt presence when you you spoke of the no fear uh because that was that was her logo and there is nothing to fear and i never quite got what you know and that's a perfect one because that's really the way we need to live is you know with the no fear because there's nothing to be afraid of right it's really a wonderful beautiful experience Exactly, and we're all in it together, you know, and nobody gets out alive, you know. I mean, uh, we do, we do. I I think true living begins there. Um, I think, you know, we're in school. I've said this on several shows here that uh, we're in school, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, we need to learn these lessons and go to where we really, you know, go back home. And uh, it's not to be feared. So tell us how when you – 
Do, do you, is your mom still with us, or has she passed on now? Or no, she's still here. Okay, is she supportive of what your your work now, or is she still kind of weird about it? No, she really thought from the very beginning that I was just, you know, some really weird kind of bad person. So, um, <laughs> oh, you're definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so I had to make the decision about eight years ago that um, we had many, many talks over a lot of years that she mm-hmm. needed to um, treat me with the same respect that she would a perfect stranger. And she had real difficulty with doing that. So about eight years ago, I just had to say, gosh, you know, I can love you, but I don't have to be around you, and I don't have to take the abuse. So that's what I ended up having to do. Yeah, I I have some – I'm not going to mention names here, but I had very disappointed this Mother's Day. Some very close people didn't even call me. Um, and I won't even go into it, but they don't appreciate my work, obviously. They think it's a joke. They think it's uh, mom's going off the deep end or grandma's mm-hmm. going off the deep end or Aunt, Aunt Peg's going off the deep end. So so be it. You know, um, We have to do what we have to do and follow our life path, Terry. And, and uh, we love people, but like you said, we don't have to be abused by them. And it That's is a form of abuse. I feel like it's those who don't accept you don't deserve your time because you put so much effort into trying to be someone and trying to be the best person that you can. And the people that don't admire you and help you, I mean, they're just not worth it. You know, you can't have that in your life. You well, we say not worth are worth it because we love them, but we right. can't. No, um, their negativity, I'm trying to say, isn't right, you know, honey, is right, worth right. bringing us down, is what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I probably phrased it wrong. But. No, that's, that's okay. That's why you're my yeah. editor, because I screw up all the time here. No, it's okay. Nobody's worth the Gary, I, I, I follow I your page. We need to treat other people with respect, and we need to be treated the same way. Just like, as Terry was saying before, we deserve the same respect that other people should be giving to us. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. I agree with you. Terry, when it, how long have you, um, I mean, I see that you have like a mad following. How did this all come about? What did you, what, how did you begin with writing your books or doing the radio show or how did it all come about? Well, you know, if you don't totally follow your path, then you get hit upside the head with a two-by-four. And I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, had, um, I had a horse that I just, I practically worshipped. Um, He had helped me through a lot of physical difficulties based on one of my really bad accidents and, you know, near-death sort of things. And um, he was ill, and I needed to find some other way to help him. Right. And I, you know, I've used spiritual healing and energy healing in the past on me. I've, um, you know, I've gotten past, like, three or four different chronic diseases that, you know, were supposed to be like life-threatening or, you know, you have forever. And I got rid of all of those and all sorts of different things. So I said, you know, I need to do something to help him because he helped me so much and he was always there for me. So, you know, it was my turn to Mm -hmm. pay back. So I studied Reiki and Mm -hmm. I was just going to learn like Reiki 1 and 2. And then, mm-hmm. you know, three years later, I'm still studying it. And, wow. um, you know, and I kept him alive I would, and a good quality existence for probably the first uh, year and a half or so that I was studying energy work and doing all, everything with him. 
Then mm-hmm. he ended up, um, you know, he transitioned, which was almost like the loss of a family member for me. And then after uh, that, um, you know, I just started, decided to start using the Reiki and doing that for people. Mm-hmm. And I would do it and, you know, go out on weekends, different psychic fairs and things and help people and, you know, do medical readings for them and then, you know, do the healing sessions. And I was doing that probably almost every weekend. But You see, uh, like, when you work with the Reiki, I'm not quite, I mean, I know of Reiki uh, and what have you, but do you actually see the auras of the lights when you're working with them or, or when you're I working around uh, a I things more than I see. Oh, okay. All right. So I don't always see things. I'll just sense something or I will have, you know, like light and shadows things like that whenever I'm doing it. Some people are very, very visual, and they're very clairvoyant, but um, I have my moments. But I definitely mm-hmm. rely really on the senses whenever I'm working right. with somebody. You know, I right. talked to Tadariki last week, and she said she loved it a lot because she felt like all this positive energy going into her and the negative going out, and she mm-hmm. said she kept seeing the colors. And I was like, that is amazing. <laughs> I've never personally done it, but I've always heard about it. Her mom's heard, a, uh, a breast cancer. About it. Yeah, my mom's yep. a breast cancer survivor for six years. Wow, great. Yeah, and she just loved it. She had so many positive things to say about it. I love working with it. And so I ended up, you know, I had a breast cancer scare, and I walked around for three months, you know, with both hands on my breast, you know, doing mm-hmm. Reiki and yeah. things, and um, it ended up, after all the procedures and everything else, they were like, well, gosh, your cells are unlike anything we've ever seen before. And I thought, well, you know, abnormal is okay for me. And um, mm-hmm. so, and that also was like six years ago. So they, oh, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, so it's, whatever it is, I've been told that it was possibly cancerous and that, you know, with all the Reiki and energy work, it changed over to being normal but yet the sales are still kind of a little weird and off who knows really wow but uh, who cares as long as everything's clean it doesn't matter to me what happened yeah. or how it happened i think so I anyway need to do i had with... gone to work for a facility that serves mm-hmm. adults with mental and physical disabilities and i did right. animal therapy there with a dog and a horse so okay. um and then, you know, of course, under the table, I was kind of doing Reiki also, just not really advertising mm-hmm. that one because, you know, living in a small rural town, we don't do that kind yep. of stuff out here. And yep. <laughs> um, so I did that, and I kept ignoring, I guess, the call to do Reiki more often. Mm-hmm. And one day I was physically attacked at work and messed up my back, and I was not able to work anymore. So I started doing oh my this full time. So you were physically at uh huh by like a co-worker oh, by, or just by, uh, a stranger uh, 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 a stranger uh, or a patient one or? of the residents in the facility oh my god oh my see they were all oh. physically and emotionally mentally disturbed, disabled right? yeah so it was not wow. something that someone consciously decided to just you know go and you know ram them in the back it was just something yeah. that it just happened. So I was unable to work, and I decided Mm -hmm. to, you know, nothing else to do, so let's go ahead and do this really 
full time and start working on it. So I did. I had uh-huh. a Facebook page. I guess I started it probably about four or five years ago. But then mm-hmm. I started really doing it seriously uh, three and a half years ago whenever wow. I was unable to um, work anymore. Mm-hmm. And during that time, it's just kind of like built up. And, you know, every day when I get on the page and I look at it and I just kind of like go, oh, my God, how did this number happen? And um, it amazes me. That- I'm astounded. Oh, my gosh, you have like 406,000 people on your page. I've never seen anything like it. And as I am so honored to have you on the show. Is like You're like uh, the queen of this to me, of healing. Yes. <laughs> you. Oh, you I really say that. that. <laughs> really, I mean, you really are. I, I told my niece before the show, I said, I'm a nervous wreck to have this woman on the show. She is I, the queen. <laughs> the queen. I'm, I'm beyond honored. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. Oh, I am such You're a queen. Amazing. Let me tell you, I'm going to go and, you know, like do domestic stuff and feed the dog and the cat after a while and probably do some laundry and, you know. Oh, I'm hardly you. a queen, honey. <laughs> the, 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 the domestic right? The domestic goddess. <laughs> Absolutely. Favorite saying, right? I'm a, I'm a domestic engineer. <laughs> That's right, you know, and it's yeah. like, you know, I take care of, all of these animals and everything else. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's like, there's not much diva going on around here. So, no, I hear you. You should see me right now. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Wow. So, um, let's talk about some of your books. You've got uh, what, uh, six, seven books out? There are six right now. And, okay. I, you know, okay. I was, like, so excited to get number six done and out of the way. And then all of a sudden something came up for number seven. So I'm just kind of like, uh, really, again? So I know. I know. Do you, are you like me? You get up in the middle of the night out of a sound sleep and start writing? Oh, heavens I'm no. like, Once oh, my I gosh. Sleep, you don't I'm out. Oh, really? No. Lucky you. Oh, you're lucky. I, get I can't. When I start writing poetry, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> but it always means something. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people, when they see my poetry on the Facebook, it's like, oh, what is she going through now? But it's it's not always what I'm going through. Like, someone um, will talk to me about what they're going through, and then I feel that I need to write a poem for them or what have you. Um you know, I had over the weekend. Melissa will tell you we have a crisis going on with my brother. He has blood clots, and we were were very concerned about him. He had to be rushed to the hospital. I think it was Sunday night. We were waiting on to hear what the results were going to be. And um, oh, I'm so sorry. It was it's one thing out, and this is uh, if you looked at my page, April and May, I've had my major losses. Uh, April, my husband, my brother, and my father, all within four days on birthdays what have you, and this month every week uh, started with my sister-in-law, my daughter, my today my sister, and my mother all within a week apart in May. So April and May are not like new beginnings to me. And um, so with my brother taking ill the other night, I'm like, oh, my gosh, please, not, not again, not again. I can't do this anymore. I don't know what it is about these months, you know. But it's it's frightening, you know, and I'm, I'm I've got that human aspect too, and I'm sure you, I know you do, you know. I mean, even though we do this work and we're light workers and intuitive and what have you, we still have our human side that you know, not that we're fearing it. It's just you know we get upset, you know. We 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 don't want to lose our loved ones, you know, and um, 
you know, but I'd like to hear, you know, like I said, about your books and the first one that you wrote. What was the name of the first one? Uh, the first one was 365 Days of Blessings. That's the that one. The okay, one. that's the one I just downloaded. Yep, yep. And okay. I was going to read it. My brother being ill, I, I couldn't get to it. I usually like to read a book before the show, and I apologize, but I definitely agree. Oh, no, it this that's week. fine. Actually, that one is one of those that most people I have found that get it just mm-hmm. open it to a page every day. Yeah. Because okay. that's really what it is. It's based on uh, a lot of the posts that I do on Facebook. Because, you know, on mm-hmm. Facebook I have, you know, the message of the day. And so this yeah, is I really, like, I didn't go through an entire year. I kind of, like, skipped around. But that's really kind of what it was, is mm-hmm. one of those things that you just kind of open it wherever right. you feel like it on that particular day, and that's usually one you need to read. So that's exactly. what that one is about. I'm looking forward to reading that in all, all your books, actually. I really am. So oh, thank I thank you. you for them. Yeah, me too. No, I can't I def- wait to read them. I'm so excited. Yeah, Melissa actually to become an editor at Binghamton University, and that's where we discovered that we were. Uh, it's both in New York, but many miles apart, hundreds of miles apart. And I really didn't know she was intuitive. I don't think she really knew I was intuitive. But while she was editing my book while going through school a couple of years ago, we were having some weird things happening to both of us at the same time, and getting similar. We, we call ourselves the, not the psychic sisters, but the psychic aunt and niece, or whatever you want to call us, because <laughs> yeah, whatever right. mess come to come to me, and and it's like, and then we kind of put everything together, like what the heck's going on here, you know? So, um, but anyhow, I, I, I uh, and you have uh, another book I see on, um, you know, the chakras. Am I um, mm-hmm. correct about that? Yeah. And of course. Crystal healing? Right. I have um, the one on chakras is about like the seven basic chakras that everybody's familiar with. But I also right. talk about the minor chakras and the advanced spiritual chakras. So mm-hmm. it helps to really work with those as well and to help keep mm-hmm. everything all balanced. And it kind of speeds you up a little bit on the whole spiritual process. So that's the wow. nice thing about that one. I have one called Harness the Power of the Light, and that's all about psychic protection. Okay. So, you know, because we all need to, particularly those who are intuitive, but really everyone needs to really kind of be protective of their energy. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, you know, the analogy of you get in the car and you put the seatbelt on or you leave the house and you lock the door. You need to also take care of yourself whenever you're going out around a lot of other people. I always ask every day for the armor from head to toe Mm -hmm. with uh, an archangel Michael surrounding me and uh, for protection. So I so agree about that. Are you into the angel realm and angels Mm -hmm. and, and what? Okay. Okay. Yes, I do. I do a lot of work with them and a um, certified realm reader and, you know, I've done all the certifications with a lot of the Doreen Virtue things. As a matter of fact, Doreen's even going to be on my show in a couple of weeks. I saw that. You know, she's she's my other hero. I have a stack here of all her uh, life purpose purpose oracle cards and her Mm -hmm. angel cards. 
Uh, there's not, and, and for my birthday, I got the, talking to have the Doreen Virtue and, and James Van Prague. And uh, I've got probably about 10 packs of different Doreen cards, you know. And I was doing some angel card readings. That's kind of like was my tool that I realized I didn't really need it when I started to read people. But it was my tool. And it's like I actually, um, maybe less than a year ago, a friend of mine that I hooked up with, a girlfriend of mine, after 40 years, she brought her daughter down for an angel card reading, and I actually helped this girl through, uh, about through uh, uh, anorexia and bulimia that her, I guess her own mother didn't even realize she had. And within three days of my advice, after reading her cards, she started to get better. Oh, oh I totally to was, believe in working with the cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I, um, I do. Yeah, and I do all the time. So, mm-hmm. because what happens is, for me, is that I'll pick up things for you in a reading, right. but then I also use the cards to help get something even more in-depth. Right, right. And, you know, to help bring forward, you know, more info that I may not have been able to pick up intuitively. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I found like, you know, I still do this too, but I just felt like... I didn't know I could do it without the cards, which amazed me. You know, um, one of my biggest experience was a girl back a few months ago before I started the show that I did a uh, Teresa Caputo on her. Out of the blue, I, I talked about that on your show when I called in as a listener. Mm-hmm. And not that I the people and, like, shock the heck out of them. I think I do at times. But, um, I was out at karaoke. I, ha- I always keep a copy of my book in my pocketbook. The guy running the show was friends with my late daughter. I have a mess. There, it was crowded. I needed a place to sit. I sat at this girl's table, blah, blah, blah. One thing led to another, and I, I popped a Teresa Caputo on her. And it <laughs> turned out when she – I grabbed my book out of my purse after reading her, which I was right on. She looked at my maiden name, which M, which is Melissa's name. She's my brother's uh, daughter. And she goes, are you related to Melissa? I said, I sure am. I'm her aunt. She's the editor of this book. And my, you know, wasn't the, we didn't have the radio show at that point. And this girl turned to me. She goes, "I'm a teacher. I work with Melissa. What were the chances of that?" My coworker, though. <laughs> yeah. That's and I had never met this girl in my life before. So to me, I'm not popping a Teresa Caputo like I did. I felt like I had to do it that night because it brought me actually to the radio show, which is you know, and developing more. So there was no coincidence there, you know. No, and that's really uh, it was. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So, I mean, we are brought to where we're, we're, we're brought for a reason, you know. Uh, like I said, no coincidence. And um, and uh, it is what it is, you know. So uh, do you, you have some other books coming out besides, uh, you know, I, I'd like to post to my page uh, all your books, you know, if anybody wants to read them. I'm oh, sure there will okay. be many after. And uh, I have three more coming out myself. And, and you know as a, a writer – uh, people have been waiting. Um, my first one's been a bestseller since it came out on Amazon in the category of cystic fibrosis. It's been number one, number two, number 20, goes back to one, two. But anyhow, it's been maintaining over, since it came out. Actually, my book was out for two weeks. My publisher, which is a division of Hay House, uh, Balboa Press, never told mm-hmm. me it was already out. It's already on the bestseller list. I'm like, thanks, pal. You know. <laughs> so that's, that's something else I wanted to ask you. Um, how did you get uh, involved with Hay House? Did they pick up on you, or were your books through Hay House or, or Louise? Uh, and no, I'm a- oh, I'm sorry. The um, the books are all self published, 
And uh-huh. I, um, you know, I just, it was one of those things where I just kind of started experimenting and doing things with the book. So I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with Hay House was really, um, it's funny. <laughs> The, it's a um, honor. I mean, that talk about the queen. I mean, Louise is the queen. Well, <laughs> she is um, the queen. Definitely. Oh my absolutely. God. So what happened was um, I was getting to the point where I was having a very hard time managing my Facebook page because right. I do go through and read every post. And every once in a while huh? you have, you know, trolls who come in and start saying really mean-spirited and attractive things. And I – pull them off of the page because I don't want anything to mess up the flow or you know I have people trying to promote their own stuff on my page and things like that and it's not the diva attitude but I also don't want my page looking like the yellow pages and I don't want home stolen from me I have had poem I was very upset I'm not going to mention a name but I actually over the holidays um one of the poems I wrote that I had thousands of people that loved it it was called um, empty chairs at my table and one of the other poems someone else who is a publisher not publisher a author took part of that one of my poems and said oh I love this and then put it on her page but she gave me credit but you don't take part of my work and put it there that right, and you end. shouldn't pick and choose on it. But the other thing was that I didn't want it to look as though I was recommending someone that I knew nothing about. Exactly. If, if exactly. I recommend somebody on my page, I feel a responsibility to make sure that it's actually something that, you know, I know a little bit about you, you know? And legit. So, so yeah. the page was growing like crazy, and uh-huh. we were getting, you know, I'd go to bed, and then the next morning I'd wake up, and there'd be like a thousand more people. Oh my gosh! And, you know, wow! It was just, you know, the posts were going crazy. It was just wild. Mm-hmm. So a friend wow. of mine who lives in Colorado said, "I'll be more uh-huh. than happy to help you monitor the page." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, you're kidding!" And you know, I was in shock. I was grateful. So she started doing <laughs> right. that. And in emails going back and forth, she was always listening to the radio show. And she said, we need to get you some sponsors. Really? And, you know, my response was, yeah, that would be really nice to help cover some of these expenses. And, you know, it's just not one of those things I've gotten around to. I'll do it one of these days. And she said, can I do it? I said, sure. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> wow. If you're really that bored, go for it. I don't care. So can I have her number? Yeah, we need it. (laughs) So she goes, and the first one off the bat that she goes after is Hay House. You're kidding. Oh, my gosh. And she said, do you mind? I was like, okay. And, you know, I thought, really, honey. Knock yourself out. Yeah, you knock yourself (laughs) out, but you're setting us up for failure. Oh, she's an ambitious girl. Well, you know, it's like I didn't think it would – yeah, you know, they'd be even remotely interested. But within mm-hmm. a week after she sent it, I get this hysterical phone call, and it was her. Really? And really? they wanted to talk to us about actually sponsoring the radio show and the Facebook page. Oh, my gosh. And I couldn't believe it. 
Oh, my so, gosh. So, um, you know, still in shock, we went through and did things, and it, it took a little while because of their travel schedules and things like that. But anyway, we worked huh? it out, and they agreed to sponsor our radio show and our Facebook page mm-hmm. for a nominal, you know, very little money. But at the same time, for me, it was just like, wow, they're like paying right. attention to me. So exactly. I am going to um, I'm going to contact them about the idea for the next book, and cross my uh-huh. fingers and see what happens. Oh heck yeah, positive thoughts, you know. Positive That's right, energy. exactly. Exactly, we're totally about that. Totally about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, definitely like positive energy, positive thoughts, bring positive things. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, I said, and I and you I, know I, I totally agree with that, but at the same time, you know, there's still a I still have an issue with not always having a tremendous amount of confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so, you know what? You're not alone there. You're not alone there. I'm like I, a perfectionist in us all. You know what I mean? Where we're kind of, it's almost unbelievable to think that amazing things can happen at times. But then when they do, you're like, okay, I've got this. Well, and sometimes you need somebody build. else to push you. Right. Yeah, and the reality, I mean, I would check. You, you know? Well, you know what, girls? We have some callers. Would you like to take some calls and see what they okay. like to talk about? Sure. Is that okay with you, Terry? Terry, I love you. I, I'm, I'm so I can't even tell you. I'm I'm, I'm so in awe of you. I've exactly. been reading your page. Awesome. Oh my gosh, you are you're the bomb. You are the bomb. <laughs> okay. You're so sweet. Or, oh, that means a positive thing in Texas, also. But you are the bomb. Well, so yeah, anyhow, yeah, hope- we need you on the show more. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Terry, hold on. I'm going to take this caller, okay? okay. Hold on, please. Okay, hello, caller, uh, 5927. I'd like your name and the part of the uh, the country you're from. Hello? Hello? Yes, what is your name? Hi. Uh, well, I didn't thought that you were talking to me. <laughs> How yep, are you nope. guys? Good. How are you? What is your name, hon? How are you? Hi, Terry. This is Marisol. Oh, hey, sweetie. How are you? Fine. How you guys are doing? I know I'm excited because all of you are so excited over there. So I'm excited for you guys here in Puerto Rico. Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks. Marisol, Rico. Wow. She calls in all the time. Yeah. Does she? Uh, Terry, um, uh, and what is your name, sweetie, again? Mar- Marisol? Mm, my name is Marisol. Marisol, very nice meeting you. I'm Peggy, and my co-host is Melissa, and of course we have Terry here. I know you're Peggy. I know you're Peggy. I heard you that night talking, and I heard everything. I know it. I know everything, Peggy. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. (laughs) Have you been to my show um, before, or or is this the first time? No, no, this is the first time, because I heard when you said, that you worked with your niece with Melissa, Melissa. Yes, that's me. Yes. Yeah, and um, I said, you know, since I'm new at this and whatever, so on and so on. And when I saw it on the page, and I said, get out of town. <laughs> and then I said, oh, and then my um my daughter-in-law, she mm-hmm. texts me. She says, Mari, Mari, um, um. That lady that we were listening to, she lives in California, I live in Puerto Rico. We were listening, whatever, you know, she's going to, Terry's going to be on her show. And I said, but where's she at? And I, I, she says, I don't know, let's look for her. So we got you. <laughs> I'm in New York, actually. New York. 
I'm in New York. I'm about yeah. 30 miles north of New York City. Grew up here, born and raised. And uh, thank you for calling. Um, did you have? What would you like to share a story or ask any questions or bring something to the I, show? I'd love to hear it. I don't know. This is the first time. I'm so excited. I don't know what to ask. Um, oh, you're no more than I am with three on the show. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, I already called nine one one. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've been going to, Terry knows um, what I'm going through. I just would, I'd like to ask you three ladies to please put me on prayer. I know that Terry is and other people. And I believe mm-hmm. that when two people are together in prayer, the chains will be broken. But, exactly. Um, I'm a very, I'm a very, um, I have a lot of faith, and today mm-hmm. I started Terry with a process. Um, I was nervous, and mm-hmm. I cried, and mm-hmm. um, but I asked my 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 sweet Jesus and my Mother Mary and my angel Michael to help me mm-hmm. because I felt like I was gonna throw up in the street. Because oh, I was geez. so nervous, and um, it didn't work the way I wanted it. But um, I have somebody that is going. I have to talk to tomorrow, and I uh-huh. just want you guys to put your prayers together so they will not got- take away the home of my daughter and my two granddaughters. Yeah, oh, that's oh, right. that's tomorrow, yeah. isn't it? Huh? Oh gosh! That's tomorrow. Yes. That what? I just realized that you were talking about that, and like, yes, that is you're having that conversation tomorrow. So we will definitely keep good, happy thoughts, positive, yep. healing energy, all sorts of things. Your direction. Yeah. No. Well, you know, Melissa, my niece. Uh, she does spiritual writing. I don't know if she... Melissa, are you picking up... Uh, what is it? The automatic writing. Are you picking up anything on, on Marisol? Um, I'm not picking up anything yet, just that there's there's some type of an illness, right, that you have? Are you talking to me, Melissa? Yes, I'm sorry. Is mm, yes. there some type of an illness that you have? The what? Is there some type of the, an illness? She says- some kind of an illness you're worried about also besides the uh, loss of the homes or someone ill around you or? Well, no, right now it's just uh, the situation with Francesca and mm-hmm. and my two daughters. Everything has to do with, um, we just, you know, we, we just moved there. I mean, we're new there. We don't have a month there and somebody called the federal mm-hmm. offices and, um, you know, and, started saying stuff and whatever. We don't even know nobody around there. And they want mm-hmm. and they want to cancel my daughter's voucher. Mm. So this means that if they can if this goes through I have to go to court and I and they have lawyers and all this. You know, mm. my daughter with my three my two granddaughters will be in the streets. I mean, hello, Gosh. you know, just because somebody calls and says, Oh, well, I don't like that lady. Take them out of the house. What kind right. of... Well, I'll tell you, you know what I can relate because I, I, 10 months before my daughter passed, um, I had to stop working, you know, the jobs I was doing, and I actually lost my home to foreclosure. Been there, done that too. And it, that is 
so horrible, so horrible. It was a very scary time in my life. You know, you work your whole life for something, and it was my family home of 50 years. Um, after my parents died, all six of my siblings were still alive. I bought them out, got a mortgage, was in the house for eight years, and due to my daughter's illness, I I had to leave many jobs, and uh, we lost our home. So I am very, very empathetic and sympathetic to, to this cause also. You know, my show is about signs from our loved ones, and we have parents that come on and vent. Uh, I'm a grieving parent twice over. I've lost a son and daughter to cystic fibrosis. Uh-huh. So talk just mm-hmm. about everything on this show to help others, to to bring some peace in their lives, to pray for others. So you definitely, definitely, honey, you have our prayers, and I've been there, and I know in a different way, um, but been there, and that's scary, very scary. So God bless yeah. you. God bless you. God and bless you I, we guys. Will we will definitely say special prayers for you tonight, honey. I've got a few other callers. If you'd like to Thank hold on you. and listen to the show, um, oh, you know. Yes, and, of course. Okay, honey. And God bless. And you, and you called in from Puerto Rico, hon? Yes, I'm from Puerto Rico, from the Caribbean. Oh, okay. I'd love to go there someday, <laughs> but I don't fly. Maybe maybe Terry can help me with a little um, Ray K, get over my fear of flying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Help me. <laughs> Love you guys. But many anyhow, blessings. It was so nice talking to you. Many blessings. Yeah, Thank you, you Marissa. Tonight. Bye, Marissa. Okay, sweetheart. Hold on. Bye, sweetie. I'll talk Bye. to you on Thursday, okay? If God allows it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, sweetie. Stop Thanks for calling any time. Bye-bye. Thank Hold you. On. Okay. Okay, we have another call. We'll take another call. Uh, the last four numbers are 3377. Hello, Hi. caller. And what is your Hello. first name and where are you from? My name is Megan and I'm from New Hampshire. Hi, Megan. How are you? I love that name. That was my late daughter's name, Meg. So how are you? I'm okay. Is there anything you'd like to ask or, or uh, you know, contribute to the show? or? Um. I don't know what to ask. Oh, tell us a little about you. Well, I lost my brother in November. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry, sweetie. And I have three daughters. And I'm Mm -hmm. having a really hard time explaining death to them. How how old are your other brothers? Um, They're 10, 7, and 2. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. Was it an accident or an illness, sweetheart? Um, it was a car accident. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. Terry, are you picking up on anything on her or on her brother? Or? Well, I'm just, I'm so sorry that this happened. Um, he's definitely around. He is absolutely around you quite often. And uh, he is there to try to help support with the children, to explain things to them. Well, my younger two tell me that they see him all the time. They talk about uh, him every day. Yeah, then that's what it is, that they is are definitely Le- seeing Leroy him and communicating Lee- with him. I'm, I'm feeling like a name Leroy. Is that anybody related to you or, or someone that you know? Um, I've been picking up on that name all day. I don't think so. I, like, know someone who has a dog named Leroy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's just, you know, sometimes 
names pop up because they it's kind of just like a um, uh, validation that they're seeing things around you, you know, whether it be a dog or a, a horse or a person. You know, I just all day that that name Leroy's been sticking in my head, and I sometimes I get in my show and I'll I'll say a name, and then two shows later it's like a major thing in a person's life, and it's not just pulling names out of the hat. Some of the names are out of the ordinary, you know, and yeah. they haunt me. So, uh, but I'm going to let Terry continue that, you know, she, she's feeling that he is around your other brothers and that they are seeing him, right, Terry? Oh, yes, I, I really do. He's um, he's definitely, you know, with the kids, he's with you, he's really being, you know, very supportive. And I think that he's going to continue to do that with the children to help them deal with the entire transition. So um, they may end up with all sorts of information that um, will just blow you away. So um, ask them. Ask them questions. My daughter used to tell me stories about what heaven was like. And wow. she used to just keep me in stitches. It was always so funny. And one day I remember she was in the back seat of the car and, you know, she had her seatbelt on. We were going somewhere, and I was at a stoplight. And she was, like, doing this really weird twisting and contorting. And I said, what are you doing? Are you okay? You know, I think she was probably about three or four. And she says, uh-huh. I'm trying to make my wings move. What? I know. It was like, what? <laughs> but, um, you know, she was trying to make those wings start flapping or something. So um, they pick up on this stuff because they haven't been through all of the uh, education that we have or the lack mm-hmm. thereof. And so it's not knocked out of them the way it is us. So talk to them wow. about it and ask them, you know, like, well, you know, tell me about it. Tell me what you saw. Tell me what he said, you know. Mm-hmm. Tell me yeah, what a lot like. of th- we we did a show uh, a few shows back. Uh, Melissa and I went to see the after reading the book, of course, Heaven is Real, and uh, it was a kid that portrayed in the actual kid looked like my late son, which of course I got teary eyed during the movie and did some things like him. But we did a show about this, and a lot of times, uh, and the show was basically about too. I've done a couple shows on um, the imaginary friends. All my kids had them. Mm-hmm. Um, they are actually the they're 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 spirit guides. They're guardian angels. Uh, you can always go back into my archives and hear the shows on that, sweetie. If you, you know, they're they're talking to somebody. They're talking to somebody. You know, they're not crazy. They're they're they they they're closer to that side because they just came from that side than we are. And, and like Terry said, I I totally agree with her. Um, they they don't get the education at that age that we've had to learn about this life as we're supposed to learn. You know, so they they have. Um, they're basing their, their, their things on what they're seeing and hearing and, um, you know, not on, on what other people think we should be doing, like, you know. So, you know, just, just uh, you know, listen to what they have to say, you know. Maybe even keep a journal of what they're saying and uh, that your your brother is around. I'm so, so sorry about his loss. Thank you. Yes, me too. My yeah. middle daughter has imaginary friends that she's had for, like, a, quite a few years now. And uh-huh. um, 
after he passed, she started to tell us that they were his children, and she calls them her cousins now, but she's, like, named them, like, they have names and everything. I and had a few he, people in my name, yeah, yeah. He had um, actually been in, like, a long-term relationship where he, um, his ex-girlfriend had, like, terminated a couple of pregnancies, which was mm-hmm. something that he really struggled with, like, emotionally. And, exactly. Um, the ages of the friends that she has kind of line up with that. Well, then that's them, honey. That's them. So, and and the the, the sorry that Leroy was a dog, <laughs> but that's a station. He, it's been he, obviously your brother's been around me today to to mention that name. Who calls her dog Leroy? I've never heard a dog call Leroy before. <laughs> but that's kind of a, that was that a friend of his dog or a family member's dog? Um, yeah, actually, it was his neighbor's dog. Okay. Well, that's his validation to say, look, honey, he's letting you know. He's letting you know. He's around. He's in the neighborhood. Okay? And uh, is there anything else you would ask? Or, you know, we're here to comfort. You you come on any time. You can vent. And you come on, you know, every week and and talk to us if you'd like. Okay? And if you're going through something, that's what my show is about. You know, the signs they sent us and to vent and to just open up your feelings when others, you know, don't want to listen. Because I've been there with so many losses and people have just walked away. And I knew, I'm like, my gosh, well, who do I talk to? So my show yeah. is about opening up and just saying whatever you want, hon, and to, to comfort um, others, okay? I just have um, a lot of questions about the accident and how it happened like they didn't do very much of an investigation so we don't really know all the pieces which makes it harder to accept when something like oh, that oh honey happens. you know Meg I think I know who you are I know your mother am yeah, I right you do. Try to oh my gosh okay okay tell her uh, I said I hello I will I, I was wondering if um, you or Melissa or Terry were on that. Like, I just feel like we're never, almost like until we get some kind of closure there, it's never going to, mm-hmm. it's just hard to heal not knowing. Like, my mom I have done a, couple, I've done a couple readings life. to your mother, Megan, I, 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 if I remember, have I done a couple readings for her? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we brought some through, some people through, because I do do private uh, through Facebook at times, private messaging. And um, Melissa, are you getting anything? Or are you doing your your uh, um, uh, automatic writing, Terry? Are you getting picking up anything about this accident, or either one of you? You know. Um, I wrote a little bit. I don't. I didn't see anything with the accident, but I saw the name Alan. I don't know if that means anything. Um, Alan. There was for Alan. Alan, like a friend. Brown hair, brown hair, blue eyes. Um, Alan with an A, like a boy. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Honey, just write it down because a lot of times I've even had readings because I don't read myself, but when I've gone to uh, Intuitive Deborah, who I see, I've written things down and I had something I talked on another show three years later where it meant something to me. You know, and that's uh, a very significant something. So just whatever info you get, you know, write it down, jot it down, and, and it may mean yeah. something, okay? Terry, okay. are you picking up anything, honey? Not really, other than, um, you know, because 
I wasn't getting much on the accident and what happened. So mm-hmm. I kind of took another approach and asked if this was something that they needed to hear right now or that they you know, should hear right now. And I kept getting that it's really not. For some reason, they're not supposed to know right now immediately exactly what it is that happened. Yeah, I feel you like know, Terry, I can that I've talked to her mom before. I do kind of understand that, and I think on I don't know whether it was last show or the show before that um, I had uh, mediums on, and they picked up on that too. Um, for right now, I think what Terry I can't speak for Terry, but from what I know and remember reading your mother and mm-hmm. talking to her on the show, that she's got to let some of it go for her own sanity's sake at the moment, and just focus mm-hmm. on kind of grabbing her life or getting her life back to some kind of normalcy. And I know it's not it's never going to be normal. Well, I've lost two kids. It's never going to be normal. But right. she has to focus on her life. And then when it's meant to be to find out the details, because I, I do remember some of the stuff, then everything will come, come to terms, okay? So um, I think, you know, uh, and, and, and I, I know you were talking about, um, uh, you have, the, if I recall, the one knee, your daughter is, has Down syndrome. Yeah, my middle daughter, and she actually told my mom that my brother passed three days before he did. On I remember that. That was amazing. And the 1111 is kind of my um, area. I don't know. Are you into the numerology also? I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm kind of really bit. into it. Because the 2-2, 1111, yeah, minus 2-2-2-2-2, and my son actually passed on 2-2, and I knew he was going to pass that day. You know, because the 2-2 has been significant in the family for just about everything. So My, um, I have an uncle that passed. It, the day he passed was the day I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, the one with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I was, right. you know, not, I found out like very early before I should have even had a clue that I was pregnant. And then we found right. out later that she had mosaic down, so it wasn't, it didn't happen immediately at conception. But he uh-huh. always said he was going to be our angel, and they have a brother. He's my mom's brother, the one that passed, but they have another brother who has Down. Right, so I remember I, that. Over the summer, I kept feeling his presence, like, you know, more so than I had in the past seven years since he passed, or eight years now. And uh-huh. I just, like, had this feeling for, like, a few months before my brother passed, like, I knew that somebody was going to die close to me. Yep. Yep. And, um, like, any time my mom called me and, like, sounded upset, my heart would just, like, drop into my stomach, and I would always think, like, the worst. Like, did something mm-hmm. happen to him or whatever just because he was young and fearless and kind of, you know, lived every day like it was his last. So I had, like, these weird feelings, and... um one of the things that my gift that I've had since I was a child, I I get the feeling that something's going to happen like that, and I never usually know who it was. And this week with my brother being so ill, Melissa and I were both, uh, a couple of things that happened where we got the feelings, and then I woke up the next day to find out my dear friend of the street lost her daughter, and then another friend of mine lost his mother and his dog all within a few days, you know. So I, I know what you're talking about. I never know usually who it is, you know, right. but because my yeah was ill, I, I, I was very worried it was him. 
So, you know, I think we all have this intuitiveness to a point, some more so than others. And, uh, you know, you kind of sometimes go with the gut, you know. But, honey, I'm, I've got some other callers. Uh, tell your mother I send her, her, you know, my love. And call the show. Like I said, we're here if you ever need to vent or you want more info. Um, we're on every Tuesday night, 7 to 9. Terry's show okay. is uh, 8. Uh, Terry, tell them when your show is on and the name of your show, Healing Light. Healing Light is on Thursdays at 8 Central, so that would be 9 Eastern and 6 Pacific. And actually, this Thursday show ties in a lot with what we're talking about because mm-hmm. my guest is Anita Morhani, and she is uh, she had a near-death experience because of stage 4 cancer, came out of the wow. coma, came back, came out of the coma, and was completely healed of cancer within just a couple of weeks after her near-death experience. Uh, she's, she's the one that does a lot of motivation. Side. Yep. I think I've, I've seen her. I think I've seen her. If this, she's the lady I'm thinking of. And I just want to say, too, I, I will also, uh, Terry is having me a guest on uh, July 10th, right, Terry? Uh, yes. Yeah, and we will be, you know, getting into, um, you know, grief and, and, and grieving parents and the signs and what have you. So um, so write her show down. It's a Thursday night. And, uh, you know, you can always call into her show also, okay? Okay, thank you very much. Okay, sweetheart. God bless. Have Bye. a great night. Okay. Bye. Bye. You can hold on if you want to listen. Hold on. Okay. Okay. We have a couple more calls that have been holding for like forty minutes, <laughs> so I'm going to bring another one on. Um, it's the last four numbers is zero eight three seven. Hi. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you from, please? Hi, Debbie from Louisiana. Hi. How are you? How do you I'm spell good. your name, honey? D e b b i e. Debise. Okay, nice meeting you, Debise. Do you have a question <laughs> for Terry, myself, for Melissa, or would like to add something to the show? Yes, uh, Terry. I was wondering if there's a way to. Um, I don't know. My energy has been just drained of late, and I try different things, and I'm wondering if you could give me some um, hints on that. Okay, um, I've been through that lately, so um, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what I did. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I did is that, you know, I usually work like seven days a week. Okay. And this last weekend, I actually took two days off and ran around barefooted in the yard um, building a new herb garden. So, oh, okay. not, And I'm not saying that you need to go out and build a garden, but... I think getting back into nature is one great way to become more grounded and to be more centered, and you just get all of that earth energy back up into you, and that can really help you so that you can just recharge and start over again. So that's what I did this last weekend, and it worked miracles. You know, there was like a lot of physical activity and work, but it just recharged me in every aspect. I'm having a problem with sleep, too. Like, I can't sleep at night. And I literally go to sleep at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I try to go, but I can't go before then. Has that just been recently, or has it been, like, for Um, a while? My boyfriend's mom passed away, and ever since then, we just got into a bad loop, but I haven't been able to break it. So it's been six months 
Oh, yeah, okay. it's been a while now that you mention it. Oh, okay. I didn't realize how long it's been going on. Yeah. One thing that's really, really good for sleep is having an amethyst in the room next to the bed. Okay. Amethyst is an amazing crystal because it helps with insomnia. It helps with stress. It helps with, like, everything. It's, but it's really great with those, and then it's also great for spiritual connections. So I have, like, a great big um, – I have a lot of amethyst just because I love the stone. But I have a, um, a cathedral in the bedroom. Oh, wow. And I have a geode. It, yeah. That'll be but it's great. Not near my bed. It's not near my bed. Well, what you need to do is to take that geode out one night and let it recharge at night. Do not take it out during the day. Okay. Because if you take amethyst out during the day and it's in bright sunlight, it will fade. And okay. we don't want to do that. So put it out at night. And what it'll do is it'll pick up the energy of the moon and the stars, which is also a beautiful, really calming, relaxing, healing energy. Then do that and then bring it, you know, just have it in the bedroom. You don't have to have it, you know, like right on the nightstand or, you know, in the middle of the bed with you. Just, you know, have it in the room and that'll help with that energy. It'll help you calm and relax. And, you know, it's really one of the best stones there is to use for things like insomnia. Okay. What about celestite, too? I have another geode. That's for, uh, should I, could I put them together? Now, celestite like- is also a wonderful stone. Uh, it's another good one to put out at night to get oh, that okay. lunar energy. <laughs> I'm a night person for sure. <laughs> well, you know, I really like putting stones out at night because, you know, it's not okay. as harsh and, you know, sharp as the solar energy. But, True. you know, certain stones work better with lunar energy. But if you go and you do that, um, that one is also really good for angelic connections. Okay. And it's also very good for uh, communication. So, you know, just be ready. You might be picking up extra information with that one in there as well. Oh. So with the combination of the Maybe two. Maybe I'll wait. Maybe I'll wait till I get a good You know, place. you might want to get a little bit more stabilized a little bit with the amethyst, and then you can right. throw that one in there and have some really amazing dreams. Okay. That's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to oh. try it. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. All right. Thank you, honey, for calling. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Oh, you're most welcome. Okay. We um we have a call that's on hold. Uh, hello, three three seven seven. Is that our Megan? Is that you from before? Yeah. Okay. I forgot to put you on hold. Okay. Hold on, please. Okay. All right. Uh, we have no more for questions right now. Um, Terry, do you have some, um, um, I'd like to ask, some events coming up locally, or, or are you traveling with your events, or what are you doing? Well, I'm not really traveling a whole lot. What I am doing is um, I have got, like, this massive slate of people that I'll be interviewing on my radio show. So that's going to keep me really pretty busy for a while, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I am very glad that you are a part of it. So Thank you. I, you know, I've got proud. some really wonderful, exciting people coming up, 
as well mm -hmm. as um, I will be at the Hay House I Can Do It conference uh, the first weekend in June in Austin. I'm not presenting okay. or doing anything exciting. I'm just going to be there learning and mm -hmm. listening to everyone. But these are fabulous conferences. They're doing them all over North America. And the great wow. thing is that even if it's not close to you, and they also mm -hmm. change presenters so that, you know, they don't always have the same presenters at two conferences. They do mm -hmm. live streams on their website. Really? And wow. You do have to pay, I think it's like, you know, $30 for the weekend or something. So right. if, if there's a speaker that you want to see, you can just go and do the live stream and watch them. So you don't have to be close by. Fortunately, I am, so I'll be able to do that. You uh, be able to send me that link to my page if, if you wouldn't mind, and so we can check sure. into it. I will That'd do that. That'd be great. That'd All be right. great. And then so, let's um, see. Yep. Oh, I was going to say on um, let's see, June twenty eighth, I am going to officially launch the newest book, The Mystery of Crystals, at a incredible crystal shop in Austin, Texas. It's called Nature's Treasures, and it's kind of like Toys for us for crystal people. Uh huh. It's an awesome Fantastic. place. So um, I'm going to be teaching that course there, and I've had people after me wanting me to do these courses online. So I really think one of these days I am going to break down and do that. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, if you could yeah. send me some of the, I, I did um, pick up on your, um, excuse me, <clears throat> on your, your page today with all the things that you're doing, so I will be posting that. I have several pages, and uh, I'll be posting uh, your events, if that's okay, I'm, I'm sure it will oh. be, to well, all you. my pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, actually, we have another caller, so let's take another caller. Um, the caller last four numbers is 7143. Okay, let me grab them. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you from, please? Uh, my name is Patricia, and I am from New Hampshire. Hi, Patricia. This is Megan's mom, right? Correct. How are Hi, you? Hi, Patricia. Tonight? How are you? I'm, I'm hanging in there. A little rough today with my uh, eight-year anniversary with my sister, my human side, but uh, getting through it. Oh, I've rough. actually had... Uh, We've had a week of rainbows, and that was my link with my sister, and it's amazing rainbows. So I'm comforted by that. So, um, well, this is my guest, Terry Van Horn from, from Texas. Do you have any questions for Terry? Um, Hi, Patricia. No. Hi, Terry. Oh, by the way, that was my sister's name that passed, Patricia also. Yeah. We just, yeah. I don't know. So what, what would you like to ask Terry? Um, I don't know. I've been just wondering about my phone that I lost on eleven, fourteen, thirteen. Tragically, he left the house and never came back. Unfortunately, in an accident. I'm really so very sorry. I um I can't even imagine what it's like to lose a child. I've had a couple of close calls with mine, but, you know, never hadn't lost her. And it's, I can't even imagine how you ladies deal with it. Um, yeah, my daughter, uh, my daughter, you know, has had it rough. It was her only sibling, and they were very close, very, very close. 
I have four brothers myself. I lost one, but they were, I never. I was close to the one I lost. It figures that's how life kind of goes, I guess. But they were very close, and it's been hard. I mean, I have a lot of emotions, you know. I, I was warning for myself at the beginning, but now it seems like I'm so really just so sad for my daughter now, you know, because she's left with no brother and no sibling or she never wanted to be an only child, so it's coming up. No, he's still around, honey. She's still, I mean, I know from the human aspect, it's, you know, he's not there, but um, she's not an only child. Remember, he's still around, okay? Mm -hmm. I, I get pissed off, actually. I say to people all the time, like, I don't know, a lot of people will say he's gone, you'll never see him again. I've had people saying that to me a lot, and that's like one one was my sister, actually, and I kind of yelled at him. I said, don't ever Ignorance. say that. I'll always have him. He's always my yep. son, and he'll always be my son. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, that's saying. what this show is about, the event where other people don't understand. And uh, I've been through that trip myself, you know, and it, it, it was so hard. And sometimes, you know, it's... It, it's almost impossible, you know. Yeah, and sensitivity um, out there, boy. I've seen it. Oh yeah, I, I have it in my own. People that shouldn't yeah. be so insensitive that were just as close. Not the mother, but I'm not going to go into it specifically who I'm. Yeah. Very disappointed in a lot of people. Very disappointed. So you know, I mean, someone close to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're supposed yeah. to be the one standing behind you, and not you know. Yeah. I don't understand. It's unbelievable. It's a test, Tony. I don't know. I don't get it either. As much as I do this work and write and and the show and what have you, um, like I said, I'm a human being. I don't understand it either. If anything, it should bring you close instead of drift apart. So, Terry Hunt, are, are you picking up anything with um for for Patricia? Well, you know, I've got to ask Patricia. Do you talk to your son every day? Okay. And have you I, been asking him to give you signs that he's around? Yes, I have. Okay. He's been giving those to you, hasn't he? Well, I'll tell you a little quick one. Um, when he first passed and we did his service, everybody left that day because I'm from Connecticut, and they all left. My best friend had just rolled out. She was the last to leave. And she was trying to talk me into going because, you know, my life was my son, basically, my daughter, too, but she's off with a family of her own and has, you know, my son didn't have anyone. So, you know, I lit a candle, a big, huge um, pillar, and I said, Ryan, please, because I've always worried about him. He was my rebel child that I had to always worry about. And he, you know, I worried. And I said, please, just tell me where you are, that you're with the angels flying. I'm so worried where, if you're okay and safe. And I lit the candle. It burnt for five days. On the fifth day, I came out to make a tea that morning early. When I saw there was no light, I realized so. Turned the light on in the kitchen to look to see that when I tell you this thing burnt an angel form wing. Because I said, tell oh, me, wow. give me time if you're flying with the angels. And when I tell you... This thing, literally everyone I've showed it to says, that's Angel's wing. And I said, well, I asked him if he was flying with the angels to let me know. So I think that was my first sign. I really just always did, you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you saw the way they formed and came up and then out like these beautiful set of wings, I saved it because it was that amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I do 
you know, I thought that was my first sign, let's say. I don't know. I thought it was. No, that's definitely, that was absolutely, you know, a sign and a gift from him. Um, You know, really, Patricia, what I'm getting is a sense that he wants you to get your life back. And that you're not honoring him by staying, you know, like sad or depressed. And I'm, please understand, I'm not judging or, you know, this is just really what I'm picking up is that he wants you happy again. Yeah, I, I have he, the same feeling. And, you know, he wants you back. The phrase is in the swing of things. So, you know, I'm not, I'm certainly not discounting the way you feel and, you know, your experience. I'm just letting you know what I'm picking up. No, I did a lot of planting for him today. I planted in his backyard. He has a fenced-in area off of his big, you know, like an in-law apartment type thing, in-law room. And Mm -hmm. I, I planted a bunch of stuff today, like a big, huge zillia and did a rock wall and different things, and I'm just about able to move. So let me tell you, it, it took all I could do to be on my knees that long, and I planted a bunch of irises along the fence. I'm doing the whole fence. It's a huge area. I did what well, I like could Terry do. Was until sorry, just, uh, just last caller, that, very therapeutic, right, Terry? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just Actually, I've been doing this week, uh, doing planning, and I, I kind of made a garden with um, – uh, oh, I've had this boy and girl statue that kind of represents because my children were cremated, and I kind of did uh, the same thing this week. So it seems like a lot of us are thinking along the same uh, ways, getting out in nature and and, uh, and nurturing uh, plants and and, and, and honor. I wanted to be a male angel, you know, Peggy, but I couldn't. I haven't yet. So I saw that we had this like. I don't know if it's like an elf or a troll guy, but he's like laying kicked back with a pipe in his mouth. And my son was a little rebel, so I won't say any more. I guess you know, and I were just shopping at, uh, what was that, Melissa? Big K? Big K Mart or whatever? Walmart. Yeah, and they did have the male and female angels there. Do you have a Big K near you or Walmart? Uh, yes, I do. They did have male ones. Oh, go there. They have lots of the, the male and female angels because Melissa made me spend more money than I was supposed to one Hi. day. Right, Melissa? I love shopping. It's okay. <laughs> They, you know what, maybe it was for me to see these things to let Patricia know they have them there. So if you want to go there, and you know, I'm not uh, being sponsored by Big K or Walmart, but they do have <laughs> maybe the place to go to get them, okay? Thank you so much. You're so funny. At least you can make me laugh when I'm crying. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh, she's got a way with people. Let me tell you the thing of mine. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know why I love it? Because that's how my son was. He would make yeah. he would make laugh in the middle of crying. He was the funniest thing. Oh, yeah, my, daughter, my daughter's been really missing Ryan's humor. Sometimes, you know, yeah. I, I wrote in my, my, my book, Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug, I can do this at the, the in, most inappropriate times, make people laugh. And I don't try. It's just part of me, you know. But, yeah, you know, well, we I need to continue. And I, my feeling from Ryan, and I, I feel his presence, since I, I've hooked up with you through our grieving parents groups and, and, and all the others, and I feel Ryan's presence, and and I think Ryan, not think, I know he put us in each other's lives for me to help you through this, 
and uh, and and to make you laugh again, you know, it, it's not a funny situation by far, you know. Of course, and 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 you know, I'm also very pathetic. We cried together, and and what have you. But we need to laugh in life because we have to keep going on for the others. You know, we have to go on for ourselves, and we have to go on. Like Terry was saying, Ryan wants you to honor him by going on, and I I do know some of the circumstances because we discussed it prior to to the shows. And um, the truth will be found out. But right now, the most important thing is, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of reiterating what Terry was saying, Ryan wants you to pick up the pieces of your life first before you know everything, okay? That's what he wants uh, from you. Terry, do you agree on that? Yeah, I really do. I think she needs to do some healing in some ways. Then it'll be okay to hear the rest of the details. Exactly, and, and I, I've been uh, up that on the wide, you know from the. He was wide awake at the store. He talked to this kid, a friend of his. Uh, this kid actually is an actor, been in a movie, and he said, "You know, I saw Ryan. He was wide awake. There's no way in doubt in my mind that he did not fall asleep." He said, "Because it's only three minutes from the store down the road. It's just something's right. not right with it. I have a bad feeling, and I have from the start, you know." Was someone else mm-hmm. in the car with him? Uh, we had seen a first medium told us, yes, yeah, someone left that store, and it, there was, she believed to be foul play involved. Yeah, I feel like he was yeah. driving, right? Or am I wrong with that? My son was driving. He was single by himself in a Mustang convertible. Huh. And said he ejected out of the roof. But there's something that made my son go up in the air. You just don't go up in the air. There's something that caused this. Uh, I don't know why he, I wasn't there. Did he have you know? a head injury? Yeah, he died of impact. He was thrown and landed on a uh, boulder rock, and it, it smashed my son's head. And he was a beautiful boy. And Patricia, he was by, like, like last show. What, was he Peggy? by like a mountain or like a river? No. Did what was that, Tom? Was he near he like run? like mountainous, like a river or a mountain or something, like somewhere dark, windy? Kind of uh, no, the funny thing is he drove from Maine um, on a black, windy road that you, there's not a spotlight on it, and he drove with no problems. And this was a black highway not lit up, but where he crashed, actually, it was where the set of lights and it was all light, you know, lit up. That's weird. So it's very yeah. strange things, yeah. Very no, like strange. I said, on our, on, I think it was our last show, Patricia, that... Like they said, he did not suffer. He he died on impact. Okay, so though he was thrown, he did not know. Um, he did not suffer. Okay, and I, I I feel that also. So just know that is the way it is. Okay, as far as that, I know that was one of your biggest fears. The other thing is he really doesn't. And and Terry knew nothing about this. I do know something because we have talked through our grieving group, and um. I, I know there is foul play. I mean, we've discussed this. You know there's foul play. But, and, you know, I know a little more details about it. But you really have to start, just go on, and then when the time is ready, it's all going to fall into place. And um, whoever did this or caused this um, is going to be brought to um, um, trial, okay? So just hold on to that. But, but I want you to, you know, keep getting outside, like Terry was saying, uh, get, get in contact with nature, enjoy the summer. We had a hell of a winter, 
for all of us. New Hampshire, that's New York, Connecticut, uh, Lucky Terry in Texas. I don't know about your winter down there. <laughs> well, my time, I actually had some winter. winter this time. Did you so, really? Um, not like you guys. I have a very good friend in Texas, and he kept rubbing it in. It's like, you should move down here. I lied. Yes, we have snow maybe once every 15 years. I'm like, yeah, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, okay. uh, You Ryan know, but anyhow, Watson. just contact, got in contact with Nate. I wondered this. I'm sorry? My son, had, my son had lost three children while on the earth. They were never born, but they they didn't have that, you know. Unfor- they unfortunately didn't get the choice, chance. Um, it really saddened right. him on earth. I just wondered if you saw anything about you know, him being with any of his children, that was something he really was very depressed over, you know? Oh, there's no doubt. Now, Terry, are you picking up on that? There's no doubt in my mind he's with the children. Oh, yeah, he's definitely with the kids. And, uh-huh. um, you know, okay, I get messages, and sometimes I wonder about whether or not I should share them. And this is one of those times because, you know, I don't want to say or do anything that would hurt you in any way. But I really, I kept getting that it's really, I know that you're concerned about the details and what happened and the circumstances because, you know, as a mom, I would be nuts, okay? But Mm -hmm. I also kept getting that, and I feel like that it was from Ryan, that whatever happened, he was supposed to go then. So whatever the circumstances were are really, um, I don't want to say irrelevant, but he was saying really that it's kind of like let's start from today forward and let's work on, you know, building from today forward it happened, but it was supposed to happen. And, and Patricia, you know that I'm there for you. I mean, to make you laugh, to yeah. um, bring him. Okay, so Ryan obviously puts you into my life. Okay, and mine and your, mine and yours. You know, so yeah, you, you have my. Remember I'm Peggy sorry, the date for my father's birthday, your father's birthday. Correct me if I'm wrong. March eighth. Yeah, we have a lot of, and I, you know, Terry, I've talked about the numbers. It, when I talked to Patricia, we found out our dad's birthdays were the same day. Ryan actually died on my brother, who's very ill right now with the, the blood clots, on his birthday, November 14th. We uh, we had the 2-2 connections, the 11-11-2-2. So, there, there's, like I said, there's no coincidence. It, it's all written for whatever reason things happen. So, Patricia, we're friends of Pat. Was it your sister Patricia and Peggy? Yep. Yeah, that's another one. Remember, I'm Patricia Ann. And we yeah, and today is her uh, eight years since she passed. And she was 12 years older than me. I was one of six kids. But uh, my mother had some um, mental disabilities. And my sister pretty much raised me more than my mother. So yeah. I not only lost my sister, my best friend, but my, my second mother. So that's today is of a pricey for me, you know, but I'm, I deal with it, and, and gosh, with the rainbows this week, everybody's going to throw them on Facebook, it's like, and I, I just want to share a short story, Terry, you'll probably love this, <clears throat> I live on the Hudson River, you know, I, I talked to you a little bit on the show, I was a victim, now survivor of Hurricane Sandy, I almost lost mm-hmm. my life in another night, and 
I just recently had the uh, roof repaired. I'm still living without my living room, but I'm, I have a big kitchen, so we kind of did a combo until my living room's finished. We're still working on the place, but just had the uh, the deck finished and got a great view of the Hudson. I mean, it's my front yard. And um, anyhow, I was sitting there last night, and I had this strange thing happen. I've been having a lot of strange things happening with rainbows recently, which is my connection to my sister and part of the title of my book, because that's all the connections I've had to my lost loved ones, along with so many others. But anyhow, to make a long story short, I was sitting there last night, and I was feeling rainbows. And all of a sudden, it started to rain, but it wasn't raining anywhere else but on my roof. On my deck. <laughs> Today, I get up. <laughs> Alyssa posted a rainbow picture from one of her her uh, 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 colleagues who's at work, a teacher, who happened to the day of Hurricane Sandy. My dog got loose. Uh, we had to stay at my ex-boyfriend's mother's house that night. My dog got loose. She is the one that found my dog that day. <laughs> so they were all connected. It's just absolutely amazing. And then I had another rainbow picture posted on a town I lived for a short time by a friend of my late daughter's. So I posted them actually to my Facebook uh, Facebook site for the show tonight of two different – and I, I didn't get to see the rainbows last night, but I felt them. I was too lazy to get my butt up to look. I just joined the deck, and I, I was tired after planting and doing my tomato plants and my up-team flowers that I did. And I just sat there, and I'm like looking, why is it just raining on my deck? And I swear, the sun was out. It was like a sun shower. But it was uh, – the raindrops were on my new roof, you know. So to me, it was a sign. But my, my sister Patricia Ann was letting me know, I'm around you, Pegster, you know. So – but anyhow, Patricia, I love you. I, I love you. am always going to be there for you. You know you call into the show quite a bit. You're always welcome to come come on the show. We will bring messages from Ryan, and um, he really wants you to have some peace, um, as hard as it is. And then the um, truth will prevail. Uh, eventually, everything's going to come out. But right now, you've got to get it together for you, okay, as best you can, and for Megan and, and for the grandkids. And, and keep working outside. It, it's going to be healing for you, okay? Right, thank you so much, Dougie. I love you, sweetheart. And you know, I love call you me tomorrow. Make you laugh about stupid. Okay. <laughs> I will. Okay, sweetheart. I'm gonna put you on hold. Okay. Thanks, okay, honey, for calling. And God bless. You have you God too, bless sweetheart. You. Okay, Bye-bye. thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Okay. All right, Terry. So let's get back to some of the things that you're doing. Um, uh, you're going to do this Hay House event. You have yeah. another book coming out. Um, well, you know, I'm kind of tossing around this other one, and, um, you know, it keeps coming, and it keeps kind of, you know, haunting me and jumping in the middle of things in an, at inappropriate times. So I guess it wants attention. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, and that one would be basically uh, kind of like my life story, telling a little bit about me, how I um, went through this journey, sort of what we were talking about earlier, and how I became a healer. So, um, you know, the title that I keep getting is Never Giving In, Journey of a Healer. That's pretty. Wow, I love that. I love that. I love that. Can you name all your books uh, while we're on the show? Okay. Um, Manifesting the Life You Desire. That one's kind of a mm-hmm. workbook about finding what you're supposed to be doing and helping you create it. 
The Mystery of Crystals, The Magic of Crystals, mm-hmm. Harness right. the Power of the Light, Chakras, uh, and 365 Days of Blessings. Wow, wow. And they're all available on Amazon? They're on Amazon, and uh, most of them are on Kindle. I okay, think yeah. um, the one on Psychic Protection is not on Kindle, but all of the others are. Right, right. Wow. That's, so, and, and, um, now, you like me. I, I actually, my first book I did uh, through Balboa Press, which is a uh, division of Hay House. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to be doing the, I think, Create Space now because uh, I paid a lot of money <laughs> that I shouldn't have yeah. to pay. Found out that I can do the same thing. I have, you know, hardcover, softcover, and my Kindle versions on, right. uh, you know, at many different bookstores, whatever, whatever. But uh, I, I, I found, as time goes on, anybody that wants to publish a book, you can go to Create Space on Amazon and publish it for nothing. You know, uh, we I get did. very little money. Books, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's what I did yeah. with Create Space, and then I've looked at all of these publishers. And yeah. they're going to give me the pretty much the same thing that I get from Create Space, except that they're going to cost me anywhere from three to ten thousand dollars. Well, and so, I'm you know, you, whenever I'm, I look at those prices versus I'm free, I'm in debt from from Balboa, which I could have done for nothing. But you know, it's like everything else in life: live and learn. You know. Right. So uh, let's let's tell you, we actually did it all the work, right, Melissa? It was hell. We did. We did. We learned a lot. <laughs> Oh my gosh! They they got the title of my book wrong, put the, the original picture faded. of my daughter on the, the colors. Yeah, like a tablecloth at a picnic. I'm like, where did you come up with this? I said, this is ridiculous, you know. Yeah, we completely And I'm paying you all this money, all so yeah. yeah, I'm not downing publishers, you know, and what have you. But uh, you can do this on Create Space well by yourself, you know. You really? I've can. got my editor. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I have a book of poems coming out. Uh, I've done hundreds of poems, and uh, it's poetic expression, um, you know, a gravy mother of two. I have uh, a continuation of Racing Hunters in Heaven after my son passed, which is called Racing Hunters in Heaven. And I have another book, a tell-all, tell-all, because there was a lot to tell after Hurricane Sandy, and I did not uh-huh. spell peace. It was my piece of heaven turned to hell. Mm-hmm. And um so I'm educating people that, you know what, I'm 60 years old. I'm a survivor. I've lost parents, two siblings, a nephew, uh, two children, nephew, two children, all in their 20s. Uh, you know, like I said, siblings. Um, um, all my aunts and uncles, grandparents, and all the rest, friends. You know what, but I'm a survivor. It's the eye of the tiger here. And I'm just trying to teach people how to survive. And 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 to have somebody that's been through this, um, you know, and particularly with the show, to let grieving parents especially, anybody that's going through grief, but grieving parents especially, I've been there two times. So I, I do know that feeling, and, and I'm here to help you. And that's what I feel that my children want me to do because they always helped everybody. They're, they could be brats at times. Trust me, they, they weren't easy at times, you know. But uh, I love them, and they were very, um, they were mom, you know, they were my little clones, and uh, we locked horns at times, you know, it wasn't always perfect, sickness or not. But, you know, I knew the way they thought, pretty much, and and how they helped so many others, and uh, that's what I'm here to do in their memory, you know, Uh, their memory will never be forgotten through my work, and I have a uh, foundation called CF Wishes Come True for all people, uh, even adults, because uh, they're living longer with cystic fibrosis, we're going to grant you a wish. 
and we're going to help with things like there were times I was in the city and I didn't have enough money to eat. I was there weeks at a time, sometimes months. Uh, one time I had to park my one time, a lot of times, $34 a day to park my car in the garage to go get my car out when he came home was more than what my car cost. I thank God somebody stepped in and helped me because my car would have stayed. So these are some of the things we're going to do. And on Mark's birthday every year, November 30th, right before the holidays, Melissa and I get together with all his car buddies, and we do a fundraiser for toys to bring to children with cystic fibrosis to the hospital. And we try to make their Christmas a little special. So we're doing a lot of good things in their memory. And, and You know, uh, that's a wonderful way to honor your kids. And, yep. you know, to honor their memory because you know that they they left for a reason. They were here for a reason. They left for a reason. And, you know, they're on the other side working and wanting to mm-hmm. do things and help others. And really you're doing that. They're just kind of like using your hands. Exactly, you know, yep. They're using cool. your body to be able to do this and to help others who have had similar problems. And I think it's absolutely wonderful. So send me links to this stuff whenever you do it, and I will be more oh, than guess. happy to stick it on our That's page. Best. And that was and one of the things when I, like I said, I just called into your show as a listener that night, and I think the first question I asked was, um, am I on the right path? And you told me you are dead center. You I, really I, you know, are. working a lot. I'm right on it, right on it. I, I feel, and actually, you know, the other day I – I ran into a friend of mine who actually daughter helped a lot because my, my husband passed nine months to my son. I was taking care of both of them at once. It was oh. horrible. And um, during that time when my husband died, my son was in ICU. Couldn't tell him his dad died. I had to lie to him and leave the hospital because they were trying to wean him off some of the, the meds that I couldn't tell him. Kept like I had a fever. I hated lying to him, but I had to come home and plan the funeral for my husband. And uh, this woman who I ran into, her daughter and another friend of mine who um, owned a restaurant and did my first book signing there, uh, raised money because I, I was losing the health insurance and my son needed a double lung liver transplant. So I ran into her the other day and she looked at me and she goes, I can't believe it. She goes, you look fantastic. She goes, you know what? There's peace in you. I have found peace. I'm still hurting. I'm, I will always hurt. I will always speak of my children. But I think, you know, the, the, the soul comes, you know, the body, I, I'm trying to put it into words, but you can see from the works that I'm doing now, the peace in my face, you know. I don't mm-hmm. need a guy in my life. I would like one. <laughs> I don't need, you know, a lot of people around me. You know, I have a lot of friends, but uh, I work a lot, so I don't go out too much. But I have found peace within myself. And I think that's something we all need to do. As much as you hurt, as much as you've gone through, you need to find peace within yourself, you know. And that's why I love the work that you're doing, Terry, you know, because you're teaching others, you know, to um, so many things, you know, from natural energy healing and the crystals and, 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 and your books and your work and your, your motivational speaking that we got to do this. We have to, we're here for a reason. So I, I would hope you agree with that. Well, I do, and, um, you know, I I almost wanted to quit after I lost my dad because he was my father, but he was also my head cheerleader. He was my best friend. You know, he was like everything. And if I had not had my daughter, you know, an 18-month-old, you know, I probably would have kind of shut – well, I did shut down some quite a bit, but, you know, I would have shut down a whole lot more. 
Except, you know, you've got an 18-month-old, you've got about 10 minutes to shut down, and then, you know, you're right back on being a mom again. But, yeah, reality change. Yeah, an 18-month-old does not give you a lot of time. So it took me much longer to go through that whole Mm -hmm. grieving process. And one of the first things that I did um, after he died was um, I started doing things for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, really? You know what? That is the reason our foundation, because Make-A-Wish did grant the wishes that I praised them for both my children. Okay, mm-hmm. but now with their guidelines, and it's not their fault, they're waiting to like late stage where these kids with cystic fibrosis can't enjoy the wish. But my mm-hmm. kids were still well enough to enjoy, and I, I thanked them. They were wonderful. So this is where my foundation and my friend now that I met through the grieving groups, Denise, lost her son Willie. She also has a living daughter with CF. We started our foundations across the U.S where Make-A-Wish stops for just for CF people and adults. If you're, doesn't matter what stage you're in. As long as you can prove to us that you have uh, CF, we will grant your wish, and we will do our, the best we can. So I'm glad you and brought that up tonight. And I think that's great. Thank you for because, that. You know, you know Make-A-Wish has to do a cutoff because they get so many people. Exactly. And so they have a cutoff of, I know whenever I was involved with them, of like 18. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, you can't go past 18 years old. A friend right. of mine, actually a girl that I went to high school with, we reconnected through Facebook. And uh-huh. um, she had one child, a son named mm-hmm. Thomas. And okay. Thomas was, uh, she had him later on in life. He was uh, 21. Whenever mm-hmm. I ran into them again, and Thomas had cancer, and right. um, it was like three years from like start to finish. So this kid got cancer when he was like eighteen, nineteen. He was like graduating from high school, and right. you know got hit with you know this horrible disease. And he, um, I would see his PET scans. And, you know, in a PET scan, you get, you know, like a little dark blob here or there where it is. Thomas's would Uh be, like, almost all black because it was very aggressive. He he went to MD Anderson, which is, you know, the big cancer hospital, and Mm -hmm. they threw everything they had at him several times, including all of the experimental stuff. And she finally lost him at age 21. Right. and, you know, we communicated during this whole process. And uh, one of the things that she decided to do is that she created a foundation for young adults so that she exactly. can help them. Um, you know, it's really just amazing that she was able to, um, you know, turn her grief process into being able to help other kids. So she's doing the same thing and helping kids, you know, like all over the country that yep. are past that limit, that age limit. Exactly. Yes, see, persistic fibrosis is primarily a uh, childhood genetic illness. And my daughter was diagnosed. She was born in 73, diagnosed 76, and she was three. And they said she may live to five or ten. People are now living into the 30s and 40s. So I don't care what age you are, we're going to grant your wish. We're going to do this. And uh, we're not going to wait to late stage. Um, I mean, we just did recently, um, this kid Chad, 
um, Melissa with her help also, and uh, Denise's group is called the Willie Wish Foundation, minus CF, which has come true. We're separate foundations, but both working together, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, we granted Willie, his initial wish was he was turning 21. He doesn't want the lung transplant to, to he'd get as many cards as possible. Well, he's gotten over seven, 8,000 cards all over the world. Okay. He's with okay. us. He's, he's not in great shape right now. I've talked to his mom. I still, I keep in contact with the parents. Um, but, he, you know, he's very private about where he's at and what have you. But he also got to go to a Red Wings game, and they treated him like he was part of the team. And great. the smile on his face without oxygen, and he was at, gosh, uh, 14% uh, lung capacity. And he did this. So just to see the smile on his face and, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this was, oh, I, I can't even tell you. I get chills, you know. And uh, so we're going to continue doing this, you know. And um, hold on a second. My actually board just went down. Oh, gosh. You still there, everybody? I'm here. Okay, hold on. I'm going to try to get back into my board. Okay. This is my kids messing with me. They like doing that. Not tonight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm back. I'm back. She's back. She's here. Well, anyhow, guys, we have about four minutes left to the show. Terry, I am very blessed to have you on. Um, I've hopefully made a friend forever. And I will send you some of the things I'm doing. And I, you know, still, of course, want to come on the show and, you know, however you want to advertise it and help other grieving parents and maybe do some readings. And uh, would it be okay if Melissa came on with me that night being my co-host? Or I'd love okay? it. I would love oh, it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so we'll, it, if that's okay, we'll come on and we'll talk about some of our work and our foundations and whatever, you know, you'd like to um, add, of course, or, or, you know, design the program as. And uh working together and uh, getting the word out to help others, just like you're doing. And I, I think you're fabulous. You're, you're great. You're great. Oh, I'm, you're so sweet. You're such a sweetie. <laughs> uh, well, and you I'll guys be, are and just you know what, wonderful, Terry, and the good. things that you I'll do are me. amazing. <laughs> no. You know what? I'm just me, you know. And, um, and like you said, my I know my children are, are using me as a human tool to, to continue their work and continue mm-hmm. their memories and into helping others, and I'm blessed. I am blessed. And um, I'm going to say some special prayers tonight for our friend there in Puerto Rico, for her family. Yeah. And uh, a prayer for my dear friend who told me today, my friend Linda, who lost her daughter a couple days ago, that the uh, the funeral is going to be on Memorial Day, so I'll be going there Memorial Day, which actually will be my last of my deaths in uh, May 26th. It'll be my mother's anniversary of her death. But I will be going to her daughter's funeral, and there's going to be a Memorial Day barbecue afterwards. So we're going to celebrate her daughter's life with a planting of trees and what have you. Oh, that sounds wonderful. uh, Yep, so we're going to be doing a lot of positive things and sending prayers out and light to everybody. And I like the fact uh, you brought up the crystals about sleep because I do have trouble at times sleeping once in a while, you know. So I'm, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that, you know. Amethyst is great. Not, not the, the, the hot milk doesn't always work, you know. Then I wake up with <laughs> asthma, you know. So <laughs> I'll sleep, work. and then I wake up miserable. <laughs> yeah. So that's fantastic. Fantastic. And, and Terry, uh, again, uh, let's mention your show and your site. If anybody wants to go on, you have inspirational um, daily quotes on your, your, your page. And uh, I'm going to let you talk about Healing Light. Okay. We have about well, a you minute. can find... Me on Facebook with he, keywords healing light. 
and I mm-hmm. do have messages and postings every day. And then okay. I also have the website, which is HealingLightOnline.com. And mm-hmm. then the uh, radio program is on every Thursday evening, and you can find links to it usually on the Facebook page and on the website. Uh, and on the website, I do have a listing of all the guests that are coming up. So you mm-hmm. can kind of see who's coming up and what we're going to be talking about. So, when is you know, Doreen, just by the way, come, come join us. Uh, when will we do Doreen be on? This week coming up or? That is uh, next Thursday, the 29th. Oh, okay. Fantastic. I love her. I absolutely love her. Sweet, so that, that sweet lady. Cool. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yeah, I just watched the video that she did recently, and I thought it was phenomenal. But uh, I'm a great follower of hers also. So we've got about uh, 30 seconds left. Uh, Terry, again, thank you, and God bless you, and, and light around you for all your work, and continue what you're doing. And Melissa, God bless you. I love you. And uh, thanks for tuning. Thanks for tuning in. And and Terry, I'm looking forward to July 10th. Okay. So am I. So thanks again for letting me join you. And uh, okay, well, take the calls and love, light, and blessings to you all. Okay. God and bless. Good night, too. everyone. Good okay, night. Bye bye now. Bye bye night. Good night, everyone.